It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly as we join you this weekend from Progressive Field downtown Cleveland, which has been a wet place on this homestand. A couple of double headers, including Saturday coming up, if uh, you're tuned to this as it airs on Saturday right around lunchtime. A double header against the Blue Jays Saturday afternoon. It begins with a first pitch for game one at 2:10, and then uh, the series in the homestand wraps up. On Sunday afternoon, Mother's Day Sunday at 110, and then it's off to the road again. Three in Chicago and three in Minnesota coming up for the Guardians. It's been a good homestand. We'll have that week in review coming your way shortly. We'll also hear from Guardian starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie and infielder Andres Jimenez, both having very good weeks. And we'll get a full report on the Guardians farm system with farm director Rob Serfolio. Just a couple of reminders, if you want to listen to our show each week, you can do so on the Cleveland Clinic, Guardians Radio Network. show usually drops a little bit before that Saturday game, whenever that may be for the Guardians, home or road. You can also check it out online at cleguardians.com or as a podcast, wherever you enjoy downloading your favorite podcast. So a lot of different ways to listen to our show each week. We'll step aside, take a break, then come back with a look back at the week in review. And it's been a good week for the Guardians. That's coming up next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where it has been a, a cool, windy, rainy week. But uh, baseball on tap, a lot of it in the next 36 hours if you're tuned to this prior to the Saturday doubleheader between the Guardians and the Blue Jays. Been a good week gone by, and uh, it finished up in Oakland last Sunday with the Guardians looking to take a three-game series sweep from the Athletics and finish the road trip strong. And they got the scoring started in the second inning, a runner aboard, and Luke Maley in just his third game back, he was at the plate. Now the pitch to Luke Maley, and he sends a fly ball to fairly deep center. Long run for Brown, and it's over his head! Hits the base of the wall. Hitting third is Jimenez. He's being waved home. Here's the throw to the plate. Head first slide. Safe at the plate. And in with an RBI double is Luke Maley. Oh, did he hit that a long way off the base of the wall in center. His second double and first RBI as a Cleveland Guardian. In the third inning, the Guardians were back at it, bases loaded, and friend Mill Reyes, who had been slumping on the road swing, was trying to get his bat going, and he came through. Payoff pitch. Swung on light drive, base hit. Right center field for Reyes. Ramirez scores. Miller's right behind him. Stopping at second is Naylor, and Fran Mill Reyes. Maybe at first base saying, that's the biggest hit of my life. A two-run single, and the Guardians have a 3-0 lead. And most encouraging for Fran Mill Reyes, he stayed on a pitch away and breaks the 0-for-26 skid with his RBIs 6-7. and Next up, Andres Jimenez delivered. Now the set, now the 0-2. Swung on, line drive, base hit to right center. It's in the gap. Over to cut it off is Piscotti. Naylor scores. Reyes into third. In with a stand-up RBI double is Andre Jimenez. And Cleveland has scored three. And they now have the lead four to nothing. And the three walks to start the inning all come back as earned runs. And what an incredible weekend for Andre Jimenez. Fran Mill Reyes scored on a wild pitch to make it 5-0 after three innings, and the guards kept it rolling in the fourth with Josh Naylor at the plate. Josh Naylor, the batter. Here's the pitch to him. Swung on, ground ball, through the right side, a base hit into right field, and that'll be an RBI single for Naylor. Quan has scored. The throw comes to third where Ramirez slides in safely, and Josh Naylor has another RBI base hit in what has been a strong weekend for him. And the Guardians now lead it 6-0. Owen Miller knocked in another run with a sack fly, and that made it 7-0 Cleveland. Meanwhile, on the mound, Tristan McKenzie was turning in his best outing of the young season. Now the 0-2 pitch. And strike three called. McKenzie locks up Murphy with his seventh strikeout of this game. Six in the books. McKenzie's been brilliant. And Cleveland is battering Oakland 7-0. Oakland broke up the shutout in the ninth, but the lead was more than enough as Trevor Steffen was on to finish things up. Steffen is ready. And the payoff pitch. A swing and a miss. Ball game. And for the first time in 22 years, the Cleveland baseball team has come to Oakland and swept the A's. The final today, Cleveland 7 Oakland 3. 
So that wrapped up the road swing as the Guardians took the final three on the trip, had an off day Monday, and an unscheduled off day on Tuesday as the game between the Guardians and the Padres was postponed due to a lot of rain and wet ground. So those teams would play their two-game series in one day, a doubleheader on Wednesday. Padres won the opener 5-4 to four as Mike Clevenger pitched well over four and two-thirds innings in his return to Cleveland with the Padres. First time he had been on the mound since the end of the 2020 season due to Tommy John's surgery. Guardians got close in the end but could not pull it out. That was not the case in Game 2 as they got the job done late. But just like in Game 1, the Padres jumped out to an early lead as they scored three runs in the first inning. And just like in Game 1, the Guardians started to scratch their way back. They got on the board in the third with the bases full. And the most respected man in baseball right now, Jose Ramirez, at the plate. Bases loaded, 3-0 and the count. Here it comes. And he threw him a slider and missed outside. Ball four. A run comes in on a bases loaded walk to Jose Ramirez. And it's now a three to one game. So after there were two men out, back to back singles, the bases loaded walk. Here comes Ruben Niebla out of the first base dugout. And Jose Ramirez, talk about respect. They'd rather pitch around you with the bases loaded. It wasn't the Joe Madden intentional walk, but it sure looked like an unintentional intentional walk. On the mound, Cal Quantrill really settled in after giving up some early runs. Now the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Quantrill got him with a changeup. Boy, I'll tell you what. Cal Quantrill didn't give up a run, and he didn't give up a hit in his last five innings. And he's given this club a chance to win. Then in the seventh inning, the Guardians pulled to within a run thanks to Ernie Clement. Here is the 0-1. A swing and a line drive to deep left field. This ball is headed for the wall. Ricochets off the wall. Ricochets toward left center. That'll enable Hedges to come around. Here's the throw to the plate. It's high. The slide safe at the plate. The high throw enabled Hedges to elude the tag of Alfaro. Going in with a feet-first slide, and Clement has an RBI double, and it's a one-run game. The Padres responded with two big runs in the top half of the eighth inning. They took a 5-2 lead, putting the Guardians in a pretty big hole to climb out of, but they got right to work in the bottom half of the eighth inning. couple of men on for the hot-hitting Andres Jimenez. The payoff. Swung on a chopper to third, fielded on the short hop and off the glove of Machado. And it goes into left field as Machado couldn't come up with it. In to score is Miller Reyes to third. The next man up was Austin Hedges. Here it comes. A swing and a looping liner to right. It's going to get to sit near the line. Reyes scores, Jimenez to third. And now it's a 5-4 to four ball game. Austin Hedges with a two-hit day. An opposite field single to right, his fifth RBI. And that air has enabled Cleveland to stay in this game. And then Josh Naylor delivered in a pinch hitting situation the biggest hit of the inning. Suarez a look over the shoulder to first. Hedges isn't going anywhere. The pitch. Swung on line drive, base hit to center. We are tied at five. In to score, Jimenez. Hedges makes the turn. He'll scamper to third. And a pinch hit RBI single by Josh Naylor. 
has tied this game at five. How about that? Naylor off the bench, got down in the count 0-2, and rips a game-tying RBI single to center. And now Cleveland's got a chance to take the lead. Tied at five, it was on to extra innings. Padres started the top of the 10th with a runner at second base, and Nick Sandlin on the mound for Cleveland, trying to find a way to get out of it. The set, the pitch. Swung out a chopper toward short. Rosario to second, one. Relay to first, double play! They got it! Oh, what a turn by Jimenez! On a chopper that you didn't think they could turn two on, Rosario and Jimenez do just that. Bases loaded, one out, and Sandlin gets out of it, and this game stays tied at five. We go to the bottom of the tenth. So the Guardians had Owen Miller at second base to start the bottom of the tenth. Fran Mill Reyes led off the inning, getting hit by a pitch. That put two men on for the rookie, Stephen Kwan. Lamette is ready. Here it comes. Swung on a chopper to first. Into right field, a base hit. Around third is Miller coming home. A Zokar's throw to the plate. Not in time. Miller scores with a slide. And Stephen Kwan has his first major league walk-off base hit. And Cleveland with its first walk-off win of the year. The Guardians with three two-out runs in the eighth to tie it. And then Stephen Kwan banged a single between first and second. Into right field to score Owen Miller from second. And Cleveland gets a split in this doubleheader, winning the nightcap in ten innings, six to five. And after the game, Kwan talked about his approach in that final at-bat with the game on the line. Yeah, no, the guy had a really good fastball, so I had to respect it. Um, spun me playing four sliders in a row. So after that third one, I kind of had an idea of how it was working. Uh, saw one up, took a chance at it, and still a great pitch. Obviously got me to you know hit it in the ground a couple times. But, uh, yeah, it was a good pitch to swing at. What was that celebration like for you? Oh, it was cool. Instant blackout right when I got to first. Right when I got that first, the uh, water hit me in the face. Remember what happened. The next thing I know, we're in the line saying good game to each other. So that was pretty cool. So it was a series split with a very good San Diego ball club. And with San Diego leaving town, the Blue Jays came to town. And that's another team that has high expectations here in 2022. And they got things started with a bang as Vlad Guerrero launched a two-run home run in the first inning to put Toronto in front. But Aaron Savali didn't let that phase him as he found a way to get locked in. Now Savali hands it the belt, lets it fly. And Espinal swings and misses. Guess what? Curveball. He has struck out five Toronto Blue Jays, and four have been with a curveball. In the third inning, the Guardians had a man on, and the legend of Stephen Kwan continued to build. Now the payoff pitch to Kwan. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right. This ball is gone. Stephen Kwan's first walk-off game winner last night. His first Major League home run tonight. And we are tied at two. Stephen Kwan continues this sensational start to his Major League career. And a two-out, two-run home run 
to right field of Jose Barrios to tie the ball game at two. The Guardians took the lead in the fourth with an RBI ground out from Ahmed Rosario. And then in the fifth, they were looking for more with Josh Naylor at the plate. Here's the 0-2. Swung on. There's a chopper to third. Fair ball. Down the left field line it goes. Rounding third. Heading for home is Straw. He will score. Into third is Quan. He's safe on a close play. And Naylor's done it again. This time with two outs, an RBI base hit makes it 4-2 Cleveland. Then it was Fran Mel Reyes looking to keep his stretch of good at-bats going. Barrios lets it fly. Swung on, line drive to center, sinking fast. Base hit, Reyes. That'll score Quan. And Fran Mel Reyes has a three-hit game, drives in a run, 5-2 Cleveland. I just took it right back up the middle, and he has knocked out Jose Barrios from this game as manager Charlie Montoyo heads to the mound. He'll make the move right here. Capping off the big fifth inning was Andres Jimenez. Here comes the 1-2. Swung on, line, left field, down the line, fair ball, base hit into the corner. Reyes has scored on his way to third. Excuse me, Naylor scores into third is Reyes. It's an RBI double for Andres Jimenez. And the Guardians tack on another run. It is now 6-2. The Guardians over the Jays. Toronto got back into it, pulled it within a run. But in the ninth inning, Emmanuel Classe was on to slam the door. Classe's ready. Hands up, chin high. He lets it fly. Swing and a miss. Ball game. High heat took care of Bulbachette and the Toronto Blue Jays. And game one in this four-game series goes to the guards by a final score of 6-5. to five. After the game, Fran Mel Reyes was a happy man, and he talked about finally feeling comfortable at the plate. We've been working a lot with my hitting coaches. You know, try to take the things simple, try to take an easy swing. Uh, I felt very good at the play today. Just trying to look for one pitch and not trying to do too much. It was huge, and and I was able to do something great for the team. So a nice win on Thursday in the series opener against the Blue Jays for the Guardians. They were hoping to make it two straight on Friday night, but Mother Nature won again, and that's why they have a doubleheader Saturday before finishing up the homestand on Sunday. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Tristan McKenzie and Andres Jimenez as we continue with Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Stay tuned, folks. This puppy isn't over. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for Guardians Weekly as we join you each week, usually a little bit before the Guardians game that week on Saturday. Tristan McKenzie's off to a nice start this season as he has built on some of the positives from a year ago, and his best outing was Sunday in Oakland when he pitched into the seventh inning shutout baseball. We caught up with him early this week, and he talked about the keys to that outing against the Athletics and and what it could mean for future starts. Uh, I feel like it's trusting my defense, and I feel like on top of that, it's more just kind of just pounding the strike zone. Uh, I feel like I did a good job of getting in the zone when I needed to and and also getting out of it as as well. When you look at that strike zone and getting out of it, we were talking earlier, uh, it's great to throw a lot of strikes, and I know that you've tried to get to that point. Uh, Explain, though, the the fine line between too many and and not enough. Uh, I think the line is, is literally when you get to two strikes, I feel like there should be a level of comfortability going outside of the zone just because uh, hits with two strikes shouldn't really happen, especially when you have guys on base, especially when you have guys in scoring position. And I felt like I didn't do a good job of executing that when, when I pitched against the Angels, but I felt like I just did a much better job of when I was ahead of guys putting them away or at least putting myself in positions to get them out as opposed to giving them good pitches to hit. And a couple of those good pitches were to Mike Trout. And I know you kind of gave him a tip of the cap after the game. Are, are some hitters, they're just good hitters sometimes? I mean, I think that's how the game goes. You're going to get beat, uh, especially by guys like him, uh, guys that really know how to play the game. They really know their their swings and, and their their approaches at the plate. And those sometimes you got to you you have to tip your cap and just let them know that they're a good baseball player. But you're always out there competing. You're always out there trying to beat those guys. Tristan McKenzie joining us, coming off a win on Sunday. And, and Tristan, it's been a good start for you. And it seems like you're in a, a real good position coming out of spring training. And I know that goes back to the off season. What did you feel that you did that now is kicking in in a very good way for you at the start? Uh, I feel like a lot of my work in the offseason was just dedicated to figuring out how I could get my body to be in almost tip-top shape for the whole year, at least figuring out what, what makes what makes me tick and what makes me be able to go out there every fifth day and feel good. And when you look at that, how much of that is, especially a, a little uptick in velocity and sharpness in pitches, is that a mechanical thing or, or just your body maturing and, and getting stronger as you go? Uh, I think it's all a learning process, and I think it might be a little bit of both. Uh, I think it's about kind of learning who you are as a player and learning what makes you feel good and feeling that you're able to go out there consistently and feel strong and feel confident in your in your ability. Team-wise, uh, boy, what a road trip in terms of the roller coaster. And, and is that just part of, of maybe a young team sometimes, especially early on trying to figure things out? Uh, I think it's just the game of baseball. I think we are young, but I think we have the talent to go out there and win every game we play. But I feel like sometimes things don't go your way, and I feel like a lot of times veteran teams have the, the mental fortuity and, or maybe it be experience to go out there and, and kind of flip some of those upside down. Uh, I feel like we've done a good job of series to series kind of like separating the games and just figuring out ways that we can go out there and win. And you mentioned that. What did you see during the tough times, New York and Anaheim, that gave you some encouragement that, hey, this, it's going to be okay? Uh, I feel like one confidence in my teammates. I feel like none of those guys are going out there trying to fail, just like I'm not trying to go out there and fail. Uh, they're all working hard. They're all going out there trying to win the game and, and trying to do their best and put their best foot forward for, for each other as well as themselves. Uh, and I think I could see that all through the New York series. I could see that all through the Anaheim series. I think we just didn't catch a couple of breaks. And I feel like kind of going forward, we're going we're gonna to lock it in. All right, Tristan. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rosie. Always nice to catch up with Tristan McKenzie, who's really putting together a nice start to his season, and he seems primed for a big 2022.
A nice surprise offensively this season has been infielder Andres Jimenez, primarily playing at second base, but had a chance to play shortstop quite a bit on the recent road trip. We caught up with him earlier this week with some translation help from our good buddy Augie Rivero, and we talked to Andres about his hot stretch at the plate, and he says his approach from at-bat to at-bat has been much better this season. Uh, I think be consistent every single time that I step on the box, pitch by pitch. I just try to be consistent and, and all, all the time and, you know, help the team. And are there certain things approach-wise that, that you're trying to do that maybe was tough to do last year for whatever reason? Uh, last year was tough for me, uh, swing strikes, they, they make the right decisions. But this year I'm trying to be consistent on it and try to swing strikes. And, and how do you get to that point? Is it something that maybe you did in the wintertime, in the off season? Uh, to, to be a little bit better and more selective at the plate? I think that's something that I've been working on the offseason, something you can work on, but it's basically having the, the proper plan and the proper approach when you go to the, to the plate. Looking back, at uh, you get traded first time in your career. Uh, how difficult was that for you to, to make that adjustment to a new organization, if it was at all? Yeah, it was certainly difficult, obviously. I was in that team since I was a, a young kid, so obviously it's difficult to process all the changes and transition, but I think it was a great learning opportunity, and I, I took advantage of that, and now I'll make it a, an opportunity for me to, to adjust and do better and play better in my game. And, and you mentioned learning opportunity. Obviously, last year you want to make a good impression right away, uh, but you had to go back to AAA for a while. Uh, how did that help you, maybe looking forward to this year, how has that helped you become a better player this season? Yeah, I think it's definitely necessary. Sometimes you have to take a small step backwards to make a big, a good leap forwards. I mean, it helped me to mature more, to learn more about the game and to play better the game. And most importantly, uh, it helped me to learn more to ways how to help the team win. Defensively, we've seen you at second and short, some great plays at short over the weekend. Um, what is it about that position that, that really lets you shine? And uh, it looks like you enjoy the heck out of it. And shortstop? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It just <laughs> comes naturally. Yeah, uh, I, I go play, and whatever they put me, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give the the hundred percent. So just it happens, you know. And where you grew up, why is it important to be a shortstop? Who were some of the shortstops ahead of you that that you enjoyed watching growing up? Uh, obviously, on my scale, you know, everyone is uh, idolizing. And, uh, you know, trying to be like him or trying to, you know, accomplish whatever he, he does. And, uh, you know, that that's their role model and for sure stuff in Venezuela. And in closing, I read somewhere you're a big basketball fan, yeah. big LeBron James fan. How did that happen? Obviously, uh, people here love him. Uh, obviously, I love sports, um, not just baseball. I can see all sports around. Uh, obviously, I like LeBron and, you know, the trade happened and, and come here. But I, I like LeBron. I'm a big Le- LeBron fan. You still following the NBA playoffs now? Oh yeah, uh, NBA playoff, uh, F1, <laughs> everything, soccer. Yeah. Good stuff, Andres. Good to see you playing well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That is Andres Jimenez with some translation help from Augie Rivero. Real nice start to the season for Jimenez. A little bit more than a month in. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll have a full farm report from the director of player development, Rob Serfolio. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Sorry to bother you, but uh, you're the one who bundled their home, auto, boat, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? I seriously still talk about that with my friends. How you saved all that money? Hey, you mind if I take a selfie with you? That would be amazing. 
If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment of Guardians Weekly, and we get right to it. The Farm Report with Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development for the Guardians, and we'll talk AAA Columbus this week. Some good things going on there, both pitching-wise and offensively. And uh, talking about the hitters, we uh, asked Rob about Jason Esposito, the AAA hitting coach, has uh, stopped in to take in the series with the Blue Jays and, and see what's going on at the major league level. And Rob talked about the benefits of having the AAA coach be around the big league staff, even for a short period of time. I think a really cool experience for Jason to, and credit to him for noting this in the offseason, you know, something we do with all of our staff is try and understand you know, what ways we can pour resources and development into them. And Espo brought this up in the offseason. He's as the AAA hitting coach, one of his objectives is to make sure that everything we're doing and working on at the AAA level looks, feels the same as what Val and Victor and Tooley are trying to build from the ground up at the major league level. We have so many young players that are bouncing back and forth. That would be a great opportunity for Espo to come up here, get a real taste for that for a series so that when he goes back to Columbus, he can make sure that the way in which we're working, we're preparing for games is is similar to how he's getting guys ready at the AAA level because ultimately we're going to see a lot more and more of those guys, hopefully, here in the short term. So cool idea by Espo and, and Alex Eckelman and Nate Fryman kind of running our hitting group to just build alignment from the top down on the things that we're trying to do in the minor leagues. And of the players he's working with, we saw him in spring training. Oscar Gonzalez off to a real nice start, average-wise, power numbers up. What has he done coming out of big league camp for the first time to get off to this good start at a new level for him? Yeah, and I might even rewind the clock back to last year's spring training. Oscar was a guy that wasn't with us during the COVID year. We showed up to minor league spring training last year, 2021, and there were a lot of things that he brought to the group in terms of resources that he didn't have in the DR. And to his credit and the staff's credit, Anthony Madrano in particular challenged him that, hey, physically, we got to get ready to go. And you're playing upper level baseball now. And here are the things that our major league staff wants to see out of you. And huge credit to Oscar. He took all that to heart. He worked on himself physically, stuff he's doing offensively to really try and refine his approach and, you know, not 
chasing pitches out of the zone. And since the last <laughs> start of last season, he's done nothing but perform and perform at a high clip. And, and Espo's just continued a lot of the work that he started last year in double-A. Obviously made it up to Columbus the back half of last year and carried over performance-wise. And, and we're seeing him do a lot of those same things this year. And that's on the radar for a lot of our major league staff and, and group that's you know trying to weigh the, the right opportunities for him moving forward. So he just continues to work hard and, and perform is putting his name in the conversation. So A young man who's just getting started because of an injury at the AAA level is Tyler Freeman, a name you hear a lot about in terms of top prospects, yet another yep. uh, young infielder. What are you seeing there as he just gets going on his season? Yeah, I mean, first off, it's just great to see Tyler healthy and back out there. I think over the last couple of years, since the second we've had him, he's performed at every level and done that with just maturity, work ethic. Uh, he gets along and is just a great teammate with the guys he's in the dugout with and the way he goes about his business with staff as well. So obviously had the shoulder surgery last year after he got hurt in Akron, was able to battle all the way through through spring training he kind of missed a lot of that so we were building him up in Arizona and he just reported to Columbus last week as you noted and it's great to see him back at full throttle diving making plays in the infield obviously we have a lot of infielders and and he's getting a chance to to play both short second even a little bit of third and and we're excited to see him back out there just doing what he does making elite contact hitting the ball all over the place and and using his just you know kind of wherewithal on the base pass to, to impact the game on the base running side of things a player who was with the big league club to start the season and has since been sent back to columbus is brian lavastita a young catcher who um, i know was thrilled to have that opportunity in the major leagues but now he's back at triple a how's he handling that and and what do you see from him to try and make that next step stick the next time yeah, and it, it was fun getting a chance to talk to Lava, and obviously with Sandy and Hedgie here, like what a great group for him to be able to to learn from. And again, you just kind of look at Lava last year. He started in high A in Lake County with us and was playing in the major leagues a year later. So for anybody, much less a 22, 23, 24-year-old, like that's a huge gap in just quality of competition and things that he's learning about how to prepare as a catcher and, and work with the staff and communicate with the pitching coach in between innings. So those are a lot of the things that he reflected on when I had a chance to chat with him last week. And Andy Tracy and Enrico Beltran and our AAA staff is really looking to to dig in on those things with him. And, and again, like our catching coordinator, Luke Carlin, and constant communication with Sandy to make sure that the things that we expect at Alava when he gets his next chance at the big league level, we've used our time and resources to our advantage in AAA to really hone in on what are they looking to see, what are the things that, that we can dig in on to continue to develop with Lava so that when he gets back up here, you know, he's pushing for more and more playing time both offensively and defensively. Rob Serfolio, the Guardians Farm Director, joining us. We're talking AAA Columbus, and uh, we're going to transfer to the pitching side of things. You have a lot of pitchers kind of in, in that same group trying to set themselves apart and, and see what happens if there's a need at the major league level. Peyton Battenfield is an interesting story acquired last summer, and it uh, seems like he's making some real nice strides down there. That's true. And, and again, another guy that came over to us, he'd actually, this was the second trade he was involved in. So when we first got Peyton last year, sent him out to Akron, and he really, frankly, dominated that league when he was with us. And a lot of the things that Peyton's just continuing to work on is 
you know, getting used to a five-man rotation, pitching every fifth day, and in a starter bulk, refining his arsenal and making sure that from a plan of attack standpoint, we know some of the, the tactics side that are really important and kind of a separator between the minor leagues and the big leagues is how to attack hitters, what are my strengths. So, again, Rigo and Steven Oster and Joel Mangerman are pitching group. You know, that's kind of the forefront of their plan with Peyton is just maintaining the – the already impressive arsenal that he does have and then really make sure that there's an understanding of how do I maximize my odds to have success and in using my pitches and where to locate them. And it's been fun to see him get challenged against the best hitters he's faced in his career so far, and he's doing a pretty good job out of the gates with that. A relief arm we saw in spring training, Nick Michalajczyk. Is uh, looks like he's <laughs> – did I get that? No, pretty damn close. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nine appearances is yet to allow a run. And we saw some good outings in the spring, some others where he struggled a little bit, as you would expect. What are you seeing so far that's allowed him to be so successful at a new level for him? Miko, another guy that really has an impressive arsenal. Upper, mid-90s at times. You can see him up to 97 with his velocity. And fastball profile-wise, you know, has a lot of characteristics that we think has a chance for him to miss bats with it. Pretty much his entire career, even going back to college, he's been a really good strike thrower. And so now it's, okay, we know you can throw strikes. Let's work on optimizing, similar to Battenfield, just where and when to use your stuff. And secondary-wise, he came in with a with a really big slider, and he's played around with a cutter as well. He's continuing to throw both. And, again, for him, it's just learning how, when to use his pitches to, to maximize his chances of having success. But – a guy that really attacks the zone and kind of has that back end of the bullpen type mentality with when he's out on the mound, he's super competitive and he, he's a fun guy to watch when, when he's out there attacking hitters and, and really filling up the zone with his three pitch mix. So, And let's finish with um, a unique circumstance for, for two of your pitchers. They got a chance because of the COVID list to pitch in New York, make their major league debuts at Yankee stadium. And we're talking about Kirk McCarty, and Tanner Tully, it, you look at their careers, and, and these guys are grinding away, mm-hmm. making the steps and getting closer to the major leagues. And what do you think that means to them, that, to have that opportunity, even if it was just a, a brief chance in the big leagues, to get there for where they stand now? It was great to see both those guys get a chance. And, again, both of them came in early with us to spring training. They're out there start of February we knew that something like this might be in the cards, and we wanted to make sure that, as a result, they had a chance to pitch in front of the Major League staff during spring training and be ready for really any role. We knew that with the lockout, there was going to be some probably weird <laughs> weird things that happened early in the Major League season, and, and luckily we prepared for that, and those guys getting what an unbelievable opportunity in Yankee Stadium. McCarty and his story that was well-publicized of just only being at two major league parks his entire lifetime. One was Yankee Stadium, one was here in Progressive when he signed, and then getting an opportunity to actually pitch on that field against the Yankees was pretty cool, and just having a chance to talk to him and Tanner. Both learned a lot from that experience from being around the major league staff, and I think now coming back to Columbus, hopefully learning from that and getting ready for for a second opportunity. Well, good stuff as always, Rob. Nice to see you in person. You travel so much that uh, we usually catch up by phone, but thanks a lot for the visit. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me as always. Always fun to catch up with Rob Serfolio. Some great insight on what's going on in the minor leagues and specifically AAA Columbus this week. 
That's going to do it for our show this week. As always, thanks to Brian Motze for helping to put things together. Until next week when we join you from Minneapolis for another edition of Guardians Weekly, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 